Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Previously on Chaotic Normal, the crew finally returned to Melora's Borealis with the magical ewer of the Ancient Ones in hand. After escaping a imperial camp with a new cleric who is someone not seaworthy, and the adventurer Darwin Nash joining the crew, they decided to head off towards the druidic grove known as the Azure Stand. But before they could do so, the rumblings of a mutiny on board the ship grew and grew and grew and finally came to a head. This is when the crew decided to confront the prisoner known as the Sparrow in their hold. As it turns out, the Sparrow was the mastermind behind the mutiny for quite a while. They brought him on deck, and now we find ourselves with me, the captain of Melora's Borealis, confronting the mutineers head on. But will it go the way we are planned, or will this mutiny finally come to fruition? Let us find out on... Chaotic Normal, The Shattered Isles. Rapier kind of swivels and wah, 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 wah. I need a I need two perso- or persuasion checks here from you. One of them is for the uh, the first point you made there, promise of fame and fortune, and then the second one is the uh, call to action of ridding him. Uh, you succeeded once, which means the final DC is going to be lower. Uh, but this one is basically to see if it's a very easy DC or if it's a sorry if it's going to be easy or if you're going to still be dealing with hard. 16 plus 10, 26. Yeah, alright. Uh, the crew seems to be fully in support. They ignore the irony of the uh, captain with the kelp about his neck claiming that the curse aboard this ship is the sparrow. And let's see how well that argument works to them. And it's your DC is easy, so you're only actually looking for a 10 now. Uh, on that one, I crit, so a 30. <laughs> Uh, the crew, uh, you've changed their mind, and as the, uh, as the rapier stabs into the hull of Melora's Borealis and goes, that one sword noise, you know, um, the crew starts, uh, almost angry chanting in their drunken, fast, or festive, 
uh, feasted, uh, boisterous selves, shouting, Yeah! The Mon is the real curse aboard this ship! Yeah, he's a merchant scum! Someone else shouts, Oh, here he sold his own mother! And a woman shouts out, I heard he sold his mother only to buy her back! Not only did he sell her, he, he did it as a market scheme! Uh, and as people start shouting out these different, uh, accusations about him, and you see their fickle moods turn, uh, the whole of the crew seems to be, have their attitude shifted against, uh, the Sparrow. And it, as this kind of explodes out there, the Sparrow holds up his hand and says, Please, crew, my good people of the Maloros Borealis, this, uh, gravitas, this showboating, weak, empty promises... It, just a moment now, he, and the crew is kind of too raucous for him to really get through to them. As he says, <clears throat> just just listen to me, this, hold on now, it's, he's offering you gold, but he doesn't have any gold to give. He's going to take you to the Azure Stand. The Azure Stand is haunted. The very waters of the Azure Stand are acid. They melt any boat that goes in it. They eat the corpses of men that uh, die within it. You'll die if you go to the Azure Stand. You can't follow him. There's no gold there. Why would anyone bring gold to a place where everything dies? Uh, and his efforts are failing, faltering, as he's trying to shout over the crew. Used to having a quiet, calm, controlled room that he can speak in, uh, he attempts with disadvantage to uh, persuade them not to uh, be on your side. First, he got a 25, so that wouldn't have worked anyways. And uh, then got a nine, so uh, he, he truly does not succeed. Uh, the crew ignores as the Sparrow Cuthbert uh, attempts to negotiate, attempts to point holes in your logic. And so the uh, Sparrow turns, searching the crowd for friendly faces, and he finds Phil's. <laughs> Bosun! Officer uh, uh, Bosun Phil! You know, we've, we've talked frequently. I think that this man would make a much more splendid captain, don't you? Phil, please, please, get help, get control of your crew. <laughs> uh, I look at uh, Rubert and I look at Celeste and, like, I imagine there's crew on both sides of me. And I just kind of, like, walk back <laughs> into the crew. <laughs> I don't say anything. <laughs> uh, his eyes look desperately around. Uh, they fall on both other officers. Are there any uh, friendly faces among you two? No. No? Uh, Celeste? That's a no for me. Uh, you know Phil actually starts to move. Like, he walks back out of the crowd and starts to move towards the Devil's Grin. Okay. Uh, he then... Uh, Sparrow then looks towards Seaclaw, and she says, You dug your own grave, fancy man. I'm not fighting for you. Uh, Devil's Grin says... I'd gladly have that captain's face cut right off. I'll still fight for ya. Uh, and uh, the Sparrow then looks towards uh, Ruben and he says, You wouldn't deny someone a champion, would you? I would not. Uh, and he uh, breathes a sigh of deep relief because he is not skilled at sorts. Uh, <laughs> breathes a deep sigh of relief and takes a step back from the rapier. Uh, the sadistic torture murderer Devil's Grin, uh, Langhorn Devil's Grin, steps out uh, from the crowd. Or does he? Phil, you were sneaking up behind him. 
out of character, what do you want to do here, uh, Rubert? Because I'm, <laughs> I was going to execute him. Do whatever you want, man. <laughs> well, that's another thing, too. Like, how are we going to play this? Because if it's a matter of us entering combat, I'd rather have Rubert fight him because I think it's cooler. But if I can just outright execute him, I'll just kill him right here. I want to duel this guy. <laughs> yeah, let's let him duel him then. So it's like I literally have my hand on my pistol and then I... Uh, Look I, over. I, yeah, I look over at Rubert and then I stop. Rubert gives a slight shake no. And yeah. uh Devil's Grin steps out. His hand touches the rapier. He yanks it from the wood, feels it heft, and says, I prefer a maul. It breaks and bruises. You ever seen a face when it gets crushed by one? They don't die right away. It swells and grows. Okay. Nothing more beautiful in the whole fucking ocean. All right. So Rubert will call out to one of the crew members that he sees holding a maul. Uh, Glabret, would you toss this man your maul? Uh, the crewman pauses for and says, but my mom gave me it. Don't worry. And- you'll get it back. The crew around uh, looks at him and says, Give him the fucking maul. I want to see him break the cursed captain's face in. I bet you underneath it's all squids. Um, and <laughs> final, uh, finally, Galbraith pauses and uh, hands the maul, or walks up and like, play, or, like sets the maul down near uh, Devil's Grin, but like isn't willing to get close to Devil's Grin with that uh, scimitar or uh, that uh, rapier in hand the devil's grin tosses away the uh, rapier and says a pathetic weak little weapon and he hoists up the maul gripping it one hand in his strong arms uh kind of rests it on his shoulder cracks his neck and says feels real good to wield this again and you see Mm -hmm. he's strong enough that he can wield a uh or at least big handed enough uh the monkey grip perk from third 3.5, 3.5, if you will, uh, and he can wield a two-handed weapon with one hand. Yes, fair, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> the healer is upside down, Robert. Don't forget. Whoa, it's on your side, but in a good way. <laughs> what was on your side in a good way? <laughs> um, so he has that resting over his shoulder and says, and there's a bit of a pause, a moment of breathing as the crew rapidly turns the uh, shape of the deck from uh, like tribunal into a fighting pit. Crates are dragged out, barrels of rum are rolled forward so people can gather on top. You hear Zell Nern say, or someone saying, get out here, cook, there's gonna be a duel, to which you hear Zell Nern droning back, uh, no, I need to finish cooking, just wait, <laughs> tell them to hold until end of the feast. Um, and uh, they don't wait. Um, that was my best sell, nerd. Uh, <laughs> I might actually have to get him to record that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so the uh, the crew comes gathering out, rapidly turning it into a uh, a fighting pit with cleared space. The two, uh, the you know, I mean, it's not all that much space. In fact, it's pretty much between the two masts on the Melora's Borealis. There is a central. Uh, like large grate in the ground covering the uh, like cargo deck below. This large metal grate has now had like, uh, you know, it's got big enough space between the holes that you can like put an arm through it, uh, but you can still walk on top of it without problem. 
Um, and uh, it's basically you have that maybe 15 foot by 15 foot space as your dueling arena. Not a lot of space to rush around with crew gathering in behind crates and barrels. Uh, the tight uh, reach makes it to where daggers are a little better. Uh, but it also makes it so that those who are prone to dodging and uh, weaving about aren't going to have much luck. Uh, due to the nature of where the crew's kind of gathering around, it's pretty likely that a missed fire of like a thrown dagger is going to sink itself into a crewman. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have this few minutes where uh, people are sort of getting ready. Uh, Rubert, you're able to uh, get on your uh, your pirate's leathers once more if you'd like. Um, yeah. And, uh, when, when, uh, when Devil's Grin is offered some armor, uh, he boxes it and says, fuck that. I want to feel the cuts. Uh, and meanwhile, uh, Phil, I think you mentioned wanting to collect or make grog bets. Yeah, I'm taking grog bets. Anyone, I got, I got big bets on Rubert. Give me your grog. Who are you betting on? Give me uh, all the grog. I, I grab a big um, I'm walking around with like a wine barrel. Oh, is somehow it- I have somehow it- I have like a hand truck with a wine barrel. Like, basically- pour your grog in, everyone. Pour your grog in. So uh, the worst ticket bets. You basically bet into the grog thing. Oh, and then if you bet on that person, you get to drink from the big grog. And if you yeah, so you get to them- dip your you get to dip your mug back into it if you win. I'm running out of room okay. in this thing. It's crazy. Everyone get. Come on, take your bets. Uh, so those people are betting, or some people are betting on uh, Rubert, <clears throat> but a uh, a frighteningly large number are putting the bet on Devil's Grin. You won them over at least temporarily, but they're still at loyalty score zero. Uh, the outcome of this fight, if you handle it well, could give you one d four loyalty, making sure you have an actual functioning crew. Um, but you can see a lot of them are betting against Rubert, especially as they see Devil's Grin stretch out the mall at full arm's length, uh, basically showing his immense strength. He's able to hold the mall out all the way and then pulls it back in, and more grog gets dumped in saying, Devil's Grin, Devil's Grin, Devil's Grin. But you okay. also find those who are quickly endorsing Rubert. Oh, there's no way he's going to... He's gonna get him before he even gets a uh, before that mall's even hoisted up above his head, or yeah, he'll, I've seen him throw a dagger halfway across the ship deck just to kill a fly, and uh, there's a lot of hype going on here for the fight. I, I tell myself I'm trying to make sure who bets on Devil's Grin, but I'm too drunk to notice. But I try my hardest. Um, there's maybe a marking system. You get a shell versus a. Uh, I don't know. What's another thing oh, yeah. you'd find on a shot in cap. the ocean? Yeah, bottle cap. All right. And uh, meanwhile, as he, as Rub- or as Phil uh, gathers these bets together, Jules and uh, Celeste, you're by your captain's side. You know, as he's getting ready to maybe die. Um, do the two of you make any sort of preparations for him? Yeah, I. Um... Find a moment where we're in the middle of people, but if there's a moment where less people are looking, I reach over and I reach out to give Rubert a hug. Does he let me give him a hug? Yeah. And when I go in for the hug, I kind of pat him on the back and there's a moment where I squeeze like really tight 
and I kind of mutter something under my breath. I'm going to cast Death Ward on him. Um, so, and he feels kind of like a flutter in his chest as his heart starts to beat a little faster. Um, as as you cast Death Ward on him, a pretty wonderful thing to have worked, though. As your magic, perhaps sourced from the uh, the sailor's devil, meets Rubert, now touched by the forces of the deep, there is a sudden flash, like uh, like touching one of the uh, the stones in Lord of the Rings. That uh, flash of insight that almost hurls you back with its strength and. Uh, almost visceral pain you both capture an image of you green fire on the sea with black depths below a creature with eyes scale or with eyes like a bug's scales and a maw of infinite teeth opening wide as aboard a great ship five masted all and crewed by the damned harpoons dig deep down in it is a brief instant of this scene of death versus the depths. You pull apart, unsure of what you just felt. Uh, thank, thank you. I think I, 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 I. That's not what I meant. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, no, you don't need me. I think I understand you more now. <laughs> I think I might understand you a little more too. And Celeste, uh, you've got your your Taroka deck. Um, you could probably cheat pretty easily on this this betting. And in fact, people are gathered around you trying to ask, "What are the odds? Oh, who's gonna win?" I'm like heckling the crowd, so I'm like, "Yeah, this guy over here, the Sparrow, he's just a tempter, so it costs guidance on Rubert." And because I'm like drawing cards, I'm like, "Yeah, you see that." Is, he might as well be a dead bishop because he's such a traitor. Like, don't listen to him. So that way, like, he keeps getting... Basically, I'm going to cast Bless. Oh, wait, wait. So you're casting Guidance on Rubert throughout this fight yeah. by reading by the future with your Taroka of, like, what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. And wait, so are you basically sports casting? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's also, like, it's a mix of sports casting, but also, like, when you're in elementary school playing baseball and you're, like, taunting oh. the other team. And you're like, we want a hitter, not a belly quitter, or whatever they say. Okay, so you're, like, shouting, ball. like, oh, look who's up, bring it in. They can't yeah. kick. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. That's good bullying. Yeah. Um, but he thinks he's a diviner? Nah, he's too drunk for that. All right. Uh, so as you have uh, Celeste uh, using the future to hurt people, uh, just Sparrow. You have, you have Unless Phil it's a using, good card, then it helps Rubert. You have Phil potentially uh, damning, uh, or uh, you know, betting Grog to see if his captain dies. You have Jules sitting there now contemplating what the hell that vision was, but having ga- cast an assurance through the sailor's devil to protect the captain. And then you have the captain finds himself for a brief moment alone. Any last thoughts, Captain? No. Robert feels very confident in himself right now. Like, finally a chance to, like, really prove himself in front of the crew. And he's just kind of, like, swinging his scimitar back and forth and, like, swinging around his finger, like, tossing it and, like, catching it. Uh, you see eventually the, uh, 
you see as Devil's Grin, who's been in conversation or conference with uh, the Sparrow, um, the Sparrow talking clearly, you know, imploring him like, hey, don't die. Um, and then Devil's Grin being like, oh, this fucker, he'll never be able to. Um, he then sh- turns, shouts out towards you, says, Oi, Captain! You're gonna, you ready to get your face smashed in? Don't worry, I'll start with your elbows so you can still see what I'm doing to you. Hmm. <clears throat> yeah, do what you must. I'm glad you have a last few moments to spend time with a mall. Hey, Devil's Grin. Your mother was a miser. (laughs) (laughs) It hurts because it's true. It's only... It's probably why you had to come out here, huh? She was... She was just really precious with her coin. She grew up during the recession. (laughs) We all did, buddy. Um... Devil's Grin sneers in anger, and you feel yourself gain that boost of guidance. In fact, you will have that guidance uh, for the initiative check you'll need to make here. Um, But, Rubert, you and Devil's Grin are making initiative checks. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Bam, 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 bam. Oh, and because you, you have the uh, rapier of awareness or whatever, the, the sword of awareness, yeah. Scimitar of warning. Scimitar of warning, yeah. Um, <clears throat> Devil's Grin gets a nine to Rubert's. Was that 20? Is that what I heard? 20, yes. So clearly you are you have the upper hand. Um, 
And Erin, it's you are first to go. Uh, you two clearly have moved towards each other. Devil's Grin is already hoisting up the maul with one hand. And you actually notice, uh, as you're getting close to him, kind of closing the gap, that his left hand has a bandage wrapped around it that you didn't see earlier. Clearly, while all these other preparations were going on, somebody did something, or gave put a bandage wrapped tightly around his arm. He, or like around his like left fist, and he is coming towards you. Uh, what do you do, Rubert? Uh, I'm just kind of like, before like he can open his eyes, I'm right up next to him, and my hand touches his chest, and I'm going to cast Bestow Curse on him. Uh, <laughs> Alright, and he's a save against that, right? Yes. DC 15 Wisdom Saving Throw. Oh, he's not very wise. Got a plus zero. 25% chance. Does a 13 count as a 15? I'll leave no, it up to the group's case. discretion. Not this case. Okay, from now on. <laughs> do you, do you want that, guidance? You... I can <laughs> uh, So he struggles against it, feels the touch of the deep entering him. What happens to him as a result? Uh, so suddenly the kelp disappears from my neck and appears around his neck. Nah. Oh. Oh. Uh, How do you use the kelp? <laughs> Uh, he has... Oh, fuck. What ability score do I want to give him disadvantage on? Uh, Strength and dex are usually the best. Yeah, I'm going to give him disadvantage on dex, ability checks, and saves. He oh, also um, has disadvantage on all attacks against me. And... Uh can make this saving throw at the start of each of his turns uh, and I deal an extra 1d8 necrotic damage to him while it's in effect. Oh, while cursed, the target must make a wisdom saving throw at the start of each of its turns. If it fails, it wastes its action that turn doing nothing. Yes. Did they change the spell? Nope. I swear to God, it did something different before. Yeah, no, it oh. used to have a whole bunch of like different curses, oh, like vulnerability it, and stuff. It's just on him now. He doesn't get to save against this spell anymore. It's just affecting oh, him you know for what? a minute. So this is me suffering from playing 5th from when it first came out. They errated this spell entirely. It's no longer what it used to be. It used to be they save against it, and then you pick one of like five different effects. And you can also choose your own effects, but it was like you could grant them vulnerability, but then they get a save gate against being vulnerable to all damage. Wow, now it's just they're locked up on their action or oh, no, they've you choose, you choose from the following options. I'm going to choose that one. Oh, that okay. This turn doing nothing. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Um, those are better than what was before. This spell got changed. Wow, this game is evolving. So yeah, uh, while cursed, uh, do I want the disadvantage against me or saving throw doing nothing? I'm going to do the saving throw doing nothing. So yeah, uh, he has to make a save at this a wisdom save at the start of his turn. If he okay. doesn't make it, he wastes that turn doing nothing. All right, so you reach out and the uh, so the tentacle uh, flee, like uh, disappears from you, almost slides across your wrist and wraps or like the it almost like a tentacle. The kelp wraps itself around his neck like a noose, um, and as it does so, your gills are sort of flaring on display for all to see uh, the. Uh, as you bestow this curse of the deep on him, uh, and he feels that t- uh, that that he feels the t- uh, the kelp choking about his neck, grabbing at it with one hand, and oh, oh! Uh, and that yeah, was your I'll action. Right? Into, yeah, I'll look into his eyes and say, "Who's the cursed one now?" 
Uh, he struggles against it and uh, tries desperately to resist. And oh, 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 he got an eight. Uh, so he stumbles back, choking on the uh, choking on it, and he cannot take an action. Um, he stumbles backwards, uh, yeah, staggering against this, leaving himself vulnerable. The whole crew is looking up in shock and terror. What do you do? Uh, I'm going to attack him. And uh, Celeste, any uh, what's your what's your I, sports cast at this point? I, I run up behind Phil, knowing that he'll join me on this chant. I like elbow Phil, and I'm like Myrmidon, Myrmidon, Myrmidon. Does that mean like water warrior? What's it a Myrmidon? Great hero. Myrmidon, Myrmidon, Myrmidon. All right, start. You'll, uh, you'll get it. I'm almost ready. Go one more time, Myrmidon. Robert, amongst the cha- the chant of Myrmidon that replaces the muttering of fear, you gain guidance. Uh, what would you like to do? You're moving uh, up to stab. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm, like I'm still right up next to it. I'm just gonna yeah. make sure to do a cool pose while you do it. Kick his ass, boss! I fucking love you. <laughs> Twenty-four to hit. Uh, it easily hits him. He even throws up his uh, mace to parry, but he cannot break, or his maul to parry, but cannot break your blow. You cut easily underneath it. A swift, a cut under that rakes across his chest. Uh, he staggers back from the worst of it, but could not dodge all of it. Roll damage. All right, I'm also going to add a defensive flourish to add a d8 damage to this. Damn! Uh, that's going to be three plus three six slashing damage with an extra six and my ac is increased by six so 12 slashing damage total and then i'm going to attack again 12 slashing damage so he stumbles back sliced this time only 12 to hit 12 to hit uh not a hit he has plus two or plus two to his decks uh he dodges by that uh as your blade cuts by coughing and choking on the uh, tent or on the uh Kelp, I keep wanting to call it tentacle, or I keep wanting to say tentacelp, so I will say tentacelp from now on. On the tentacelp wrapped around his neck, he stumbles, choking on it, but your blade still doesn't manage to cut him. It tears open the, like, prisoner's garb he was wearing. Uh, choking and coughing, he grabs the kelp, trying to get it off, and this time I rolled a 19, so he does get a turn this, or an action this turn. Does that end the spell? No. No. Dear gosh. Uh, so he pulls it loose enough, and you see it already retightening, but it's enough time for him to grab air, and he snarls at you and says, You fucking deep one piece of shit! Uh, he hauls up the maul and one-handed, like, overhand chops down onto you in a thunderous, terrible fury of Berserker's Wrath. Uh, I rolled a 19 plus 5. 24. So even with your defensive flourish, it crashes down on top of you, and you feel the weight of this maul crushing down at you. To your horror, you should not have given him a maul because uh, he he has the thing where he doubles the dice damage trait that some monsters have. So if I give him a maul, you upgrade him from a d8, 2d8 to 4d6. Um, 1 plus 5 plus 2, 7... Wow, I rolled terrible. I rolled two ones, a two, and a five. Uh, so that is eight damage on 4d6, um, plus his uh, his strength mod of three. 
So it's 11 damage as it crushes down onto you, slam for a terrible blow. You stumble back, and then he rips his left hand around, punching towards you. And as it comes towards you with those bandages wrapped around it, you see it is oily with some sort of uh, secretion or something on it. And he cracks across your face with that fist in a whirl of anger. This time I rolled an 18 plus 5, so 23. Still ahead. <laughs> this one cracks across your jaw, and as it uh, touches into you, you feel a sick, horrible feeling overwhelm you as the crawler mucus that coated this bandage gets all across your face and starts inking into your skin. You do take three bludgeoning, but also uh, you need to make a DC 13 con save or else be poisoned for a minute. Shit. 15. You stumble back, the poison uh, aching in your body, but you are not po- uh, poisoned by the crawler mucus, which, note, also paralyzes you. Uh, <laughs> so you topple to the ground, and he shakes the wrap off, careful to not get any on himself. It clearly spent of its one valuable use. It, the wrap falls to the ground, and he snarls and says, Tough son of a bitch, aren't you? And uh, then it is your go. I'll like spit some blood on the ground and pull myself up to my feet and like whip my scimitar around. Well, we'll see. And then I'll slash across his chest again for uh, that one's going to be 16 to hit. That is a hit. I'll use a defensive flourish again. Uh, So that's going to be six plus eight, so uh, 14 slashing damage, and my AC is increased by eight. That is a solid cut. He stumbles back, the blood uh, welling now from where the wound. The first one just shredded his clothing, but this one, blood wells from it. He grits his teeth and says, Ah, what a fucking good cut! Uh, But he is not mortally wounded yet. Uh, And then 19 to hit. That's also a hit. Then jump and then, like, stab down into his shoulder. Uh, four. That's just eight slashing damage. He dodges the worst of it, but you cut across his back as he, like, slips inside of the blow, pushing his face, like, smashing it up against yours. He stumbles back. Um, and but then I'll, it... like, wheel back and, like, flick the blade between my fingers and splash some of the blood against my own, and I'll cast a second-level healing word on myself. It's fucking dope. Uh, as, like, the blood singes off and, like, burns into mine and, like, sears them closed. Uh, he stumbles back bloodied, but did the curse hold? Make a, because uh, you were supposed to make a constitution saving throw, or a concentration save when uh, oh, he damaged true. you. DC 10. Failed. Uh, you realize when he slipped past you, uh, the, the kelp actually leapt from his neck, coiling back around yours. He stumbles out, and you see that he is free of that. A tainted, horrific-looking mark. Basically, he has, like, drowned man's flesh now, where uh, the kelp was touching. And he stumbles back, grabbing at his neck. He says, oh, you cursed creature. Oh. And uh, meanwhile, in the crowd, you see you hear a lot of people muttering, uh, saying, I think, look at that, he's... 
he, he was using dark magic on him. And you see that there's some attention turning back to Rubert's actions there. You're at risk of the uh, crew being frightened of uh, Rubert. So frightened that they might give uh, support over to uh, Devil's Grin, hoping that Devil's Grin wins. Does anyone in the crew divert from their uh, current actions to try and quell that? I'll keep shouting in the crowd, but instead of casting guidance this time, um, as I'm like calling out Devil's Grin and being like, your mother's advisor, you're just a lowly beggar, only beggars cheat, look at you crying for help. Um, I'm actually going to use my Cosmic Omen for the second time, so that way any next, I think it's attack or saving throw has a decrease in it. Can I start kind of like just edging my way through the crowd to the Sparrow? So I'm a little bit closer to him. Sounds good. And uh, Jules, do you try to uh, get the crew back to Rubert's side, or do you let them uh, slip into uh, chanting for uh, Devil's Grid? I'm kind of just actually focused on the match, getting ready right. to cast a spell if I need to. All right. Uh, well, Devil's Grin stumbles back uh, free of the curse, the crew on edge for muttering for him. Yeah, he's still got an open fist and then a maul in the other hand. And uh, hoisting them all, he says, I don't give a fuck about these cuts. His blood seeping down his chest and says, I'm going to break those arms of yours, smash in your knees, and then break every little toe and bone in your body one by one. And he charges back into you, swinging them all wildly in a great arc. It comes crushing towards you. I rolled a six this time. So for a 13 to hit. Miss. And I kind of just like glance it into the deck of the ship. Uh, yeah, like this massive strength of it, you deflect it like a little bit enough that it slams down, hits a bolt, or hits the grate you're both standing on that covers the, uh, the cargo deck below. And in fact, the strength of it hits that cargo deck, or it hits that grate so much that the whole thing shudders. Both of you need to make a dexterity saving throw to not topple to the ground. 15. You got a five. Uh, the grate kind of leaps up. You hop off of the grate, landing on the other side, while he topples down, falling below into the cargo hold beneath you. The grate's sort of like off its side, and there's a hole leading down into the cargo deck below, about ten feet down, where Devil's Grin just, just toppled down to, taking six bludgeoning damage as he hit. Uh, not a good turn for him. And uh, as he lays down there groaning, ah, the crew starts uh, muttering better and saying, he used a dark enchantment on him. He dragged, he's looking, he's dragging him down into the depths just as we speak. There's going to be a kraken boring up through the ship any minute now. And the crew seems to be thoroughly on uh, Devil's Grin's frightened side, uh, giving him their support, at least so far in this fight. Uh, what do you do, Rubert? The Devil's Grin's down in the cargo hold beneath the broken grate about ten feet below you. I'm not finished with you yet, and I'm gonna cast Lightning Lure on him. Oh, fuck. To pull him up towards me. Alright, an arc of the Storm God's own power tears from the sky. It's it's a, uh, a tentacle that wraps uh, around him and shocks his nervous system and pulls uh, him up. Oh, it's like a, a jellyfish uh, tentacle? Like a cartoon yeah. jellyfish tentacle? <laughs> Needs to make a DC 15 strength save. He's good at these. This is the yeah. one thing he can do well. 
He has a three plus his normal two. 19. He got a 26. The so tentacle yanks around him. It shocks. Does it damage anyways? Nope. Oh, wow. Uh, he rolls away from it as it crashes, tearing at the wood down there. And shouts, what the fuck is that? <laughs> uh, that's my turn. Uh, Celeste, uh, do you cast another guidance? What's your commentary? I mean, you know, that one kind of freaked me out a bit. So I just kind of am, like, looking at my cards at the one I just drew, and I look back at Rubert and the, like, weird fucking jellyfish tentacle, and I I can't really say anything. I do nothing. That's fair. Uh, from down below deck, uh, Devil's Grin, having pulled himself to his feet, having dodged the lightning lure, uh, looks up and, you know, looks at what's around him, and he says, You... Why don't you come down here and face me? And it's clear he can't really get up uh, other than by climbing up the grate. Come down here and face me. All right, fine. Um, you come up here, I'll fight you down there. Uh, he, ta- You see him grab down, grabbing up a spool of rope, which he then starts spinning as though it's a... Uh, as though it's basically like a... Uh, oh, what is that weapon that's the rope or like the chain with the uh dagger at the end uh basically he's spinning uh it like that as something to whip and crack out at you giving him a secondary weapon he's still got the maul gripped in the other hand and the you can't believe the strength of this man uh and he is clearly readying an action though for you dropping down what do you do Rubert? i mean i'm gonna jump down i can't i can't ignore the challenge you jump down straight into the striking force of his maul as he crashes, or sorry, he exits off his maul, of that rope whipping around. It strikes up into you for, god damn. Pretend to hit. It's a miss. It, it, he throws it up at me and I just like, t- like cut it to the, actually, it goes up past me and I cut the rope and the dagger just goes soaring up into the air. Love it. And then like the bit of rope just kind of trails off, spooling up on deck for the bosun to see as his fine ropes are being cut. Uh, you land though next to Devil's Grin. His energy spent throwing, or trying to smack you with that rope, leaving him fully vulnerable and open to you. I'm gonna attack him. I'm gonna attack him. Oh, come on. Finish rolling. Uh, that's just going to be an 8 to hit. Uh, he sidesteps that. It cuts against the air. Second attack. That's going to be 17 to hit. That one cuts down, in stabbing into Devil's Grin. Defensive flourish again. Uh, that's going to be 7 plus 7. 14 slashing damage. Uh, uh, Devil's Grin stumbles back as your... Uh, this is your scimitar, right? Yes. The scimitar has stabbed into him. Uh, it's, or I guess, like, chunked into him, slicing at his side, and it's lodged in at Devil's Grin's hip. You feel it moving, grinding against the bone. It is firmly lodged inside his hip, and he lets loose a horrific scream. Uh, terrible pain, blood splurting out past it, showering the inside of this cargo deck. It is clear that you've just dealt a fatal blow to, uh, Devil's Grin. And yet the sadistic madman screams and holds on. Ah! He roars, uh, sounding more orc than man. Yeah, I'll like I'll leave the scimitar in in his side, and then I'll then pull a dagger out and ready for 
whatever, whatever he's got next. And what is about to come is a tearing, vicious blow. Is in so much pain, he's dropped the ball. The rope is dropped, and he tackles you to the ground. Uh, see if you can beat a twenty-two acrobatics check. Or, I have to get an eighteen. Oh, sorry, twenty-four because I forgot to add his proficiency. I just I got a twenty. Uh, he bears you to the ground. Up above, you see as the crew, uh, shrouded in the moonlight of Melora's sister, Sehanin, uh, they crowd in overhead, looking down in as this dying, blood-covered madman falls on top of their captain and digs his teeth into the side of your face in a vicious, terrible, painful bite uh, for 18 to hit. That's a miss with my... Defensive flourish. I, I... Like, he goes to bite down on my neck, and I put the dagger in between his teeth. Uh, it slices in there, cutting open the uh, mouth, blood showering down, and you see the anger and hate in his eyes as they begin to grow gray. And then you see the men die, resting, bleeding out on top of you. Uh, I'm going to use a green flame blade and just, like sear his head in half fucking dope with the dagger it's fucking dope uh the the green eldritch flame that i saw earlier with jewel's vision sears through his head the eldritch fire burns across and the crew looks down in awe uh you have successfully intimidated the crew into loyalty uh Go ahead, someone, and roll a 1d4 to see how much loyalty you've just gained for the crew. Let's go, Captain! (laughs) I'll let Rubert, since you're the one that did the the murder. Uh, Three. Uh, Yeah, it is not ruling through love that you've just uh, won them over. Uh, It is sheer terror that now holds the, uh, the crew in line. Uh... They look over towards the sparrow and then look towards the officers as it, like wondering, begging for any sort of instruction, any sort of way that they can be seen as not on the mutineer's side. As I remember, I was moving towards the sparrow and I get up behind him and I grab him by the wrist. He Come looks with me, just... you, you sexy bitch. <laughs> okay, Are let you... me workshop that. You got to come with me, buddy. Oh, so did you sneak away with the sparrow mid-fight? No, 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 no. I'm gonna bring him towards Rubert now. Right, he, for but a it's moment, like, you know, I'm I'm trying to be the middleman since he's uh, obviously wooed me. He looks at you as at first thinking, "Yeah, we can escape now." Well, he's down in the hold. We can take the naughty dreams. It's it's easy to lower it. You you shot it before. Uh, Phil, uh, it's, I have uh, I have a fortune. A fortune in the Ancena Chapelle. I can take you. I can take you there. We can go to Zilcomnes. I, I have a fortune. I'll give it all to you. Every coin of it. God damn it, I want to quit you. Come with me. <laughs> I grab him by the wrist. You drag him before the captain? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, captain, you, er, you climb your way out of the hold back onto deck, uh, covered in devil's grins, blood, uh, and, uh, there is a sinister writhing in the, uh, kelp about your neck. Um, because crew... I'm wiping the blood off my blade with my red cloak. 
I walk up next to Jules and I like whisper to Jules. I'm like, we should have just given them a pizza party. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Uh, I, I take this as a personal failing. This should have. This has gone too far. <laughs> just an HR concern. <laughs> uh, the sparrow is brought before his tribunal of the officers of Melora's Borealis. Captain Rubert, Bosun Phil, uh, navigator slash quartermaster uh, uh, Celeste, and first mate uh, Jules, as well as ship's cook Zelnern, who is come or is still in the kitchen finishing up that uh, that buffet, unwilling to uh, leave before it's ready. Well, Sparrow, are you satisfi- satisfied with your champion's performance? Oh, yeah. And you see he's clearly rattled and he tries to compose himself. And <clears throat> I was just telling uh, Bosun Phil of I have quite a fortune in uh, Zilkonnis. I'm willing to part with all of it. All of it for... Uh, the Melora's Borealis to just give me safe passage back to my home city. Hmm. Back to Zilkomnis, huh? Well, we'll have to ask your friends who, if you have any, are still there. Phil, would you escort this man to the plank? Uh, I, I can uh, in this moment, uh, the sparrow breaks. He, you see tears break down on his face. All of his composure fails, and he shouts, No, 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 you don't want to do this, you don't. He grabs for Phil's firearm, snatching it, uh, for, or attempting to snatch it from your side. Uh, Phil, uh, I need you to make a, di- or what's your AC as he is attempting to steal an item off your person? Uh, 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 oh, he crit, oh actually. He snatches your arcane firearm off of your belt, grabbing it and brandishing it about wildly at everyone. As soon as I have an initiative, you do I, reach, I reach out my hand and squeeze it into a fist and cast Hold Person on him. Keep yourself together. Ooh, hell yeah. He got a four. Uh, he is paralyzed. The gun drops from his hand, and he stands there paralyzed before uh, the crew as uh, the red veins pulse on Jules's forearm. Do you drag I look, uh, I look to the captain. Uh, he's at your disposal, captain. Yeah, I'll, while he's paralyzed, I'll push him in the water myself. You drag him to the uh, uh, bosun or to the like gunnel edge of the boat. There's a moment uh, where you see his paralyzed eyes are flickering back and forth. You can almost hear a low humming as his body desperately is trying to uh, beg, to plead, to negotiate some deal, to make some trade. He's never before met a deal he couldn't make. You shove with your hand. He topples over the gunnel and paralyzed. Uh, the Sparrow Cuthbert topples into the midnight black seas, disappearing down beneath them, with the moonlight leaving a broken reflection on the water. Alright, winners, line up, single file, get your grog! <laughs> Come on down!
Come on down. Right, tears are streaming down my my face. The bosun's call for Grog uh, <laughs> draws in or breaks the tension, the fear in the crew. A familiar action is available to them drinking Grog. The losers sink back, uh, realize, uh, not wanting to be seen as having not voted for uh, Rubert and having not supported Rubert, not after that display of terror. By the time the sun rises, uh, you've gotten some rest, some drink, some sleep. Uh, I assume you sent Cyclop back to the brig? Oh, yes. Uh, Cyclop is back to the brig, and uh, you uh, and by the time you rise, all mention and whisper of uh, mutiny are gone. Uh, there's no more worry about... Yeah, we refused to step foot on the Azure Stand. There's no more claims of there better be gold at the Azure Stand. There's simply mentions of, yes, sir, of course, sir. Can't wait for the Azure Stand, sir. I uh, I announced to the crew that I'll be holding office hours today. <laughs> and I'd like to speak with everybody individually. And I tell, them, I tell them that I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. Um, Classic step. And then next time, I hope they'll come to me sooner. Uh, and uh, around, I guess, just dawn, um, Zelnern comes out ready with the buffet. Where's Amory? How's he doing? Uh, you find Amory um, frightened and uh, scared of uh, Rubert. You actually find him hiding in the bunks and says, Is he, is he going to get us too? I try to comfort him, and I'm like, don't worry about it, Amory. Here, come on, let's go look at some stars. See what's going to happen. Uh, you'll you'll it, be safe yeah. in my navigation room. As you okay. talk with uh, Rubert, or not Rubert, with Amory in the navigation room, it becomes clear that this uh, 12-year-old having the ship torn out from underneath him by a kraken uh, at, you know, age 12 is very traumatized by having the ship torn out from underneath him by a kraken. So seeing uh, similar eldritch deep powers coming from uh, from his ship's captain feels quite unnerving for young Amory. I try to convince myself and Amory that because Rubert has four other officers who are not kelped, uh, he sh- we should be fine. I'll let you attempt to fail a DC 10 wisdom saving throw to successfully convince yourself of the non-kelp value. That's right. Fail a DC fail 10 it. wisdom. Yeah. It's not great because I have great wisdom. Got 16. You are too wise to buy into your own lies. Amory, however, seems comforted by them. That's nice. At least he is. This one goes out to all the chaotic normies out there. Thanks so much for listening. Don't be scared to rate, review, like, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your casts. 
but yeah thanks again thanks once again for listening uh, any questions, concerns, comments, email those to chaoticnormalpod at gmail.com, as well as any of your homemade lemonade recipes. Sometimes it's it, I, I forget how to do it, so I, it would be great to just check my email and be like, oh yeah, that's how you do it. But yeah, no new announcements, just uh, checking in on everyone. And uh yeah, I'll talk to you all in a couple weeks. Uh, so until then, yeah. let me let me hear everyone at once. One, two, three, bye. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.